Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. Another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation and climbing the charts. Kind of. It's One Man's Opinion. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for liking and favoriting and commenting and subscribing and all the ways that you get the podcast however you've decided to do so appreciate each and every one of you uh would much appreciate getting the word out there that's why those like comments and sharing it whether it's with friends or relatives or what have you uh do appreciate it very very much so everybody but this is episode 136 we've got a lot to cover a lot of ground this week this is it's interesting. I haven't titled this episode yet, so we'll see where the next hour or so go. I am going to be solo for this one. No guests today, because if you've been paying attention to the Sirius XM show, if you've been paying attention to the Fantasy Guru Discord, you know I'm going through a bit of a, <laughs> what would we say, nervous breakdown? Not a nervous breakdown, but a uh, limit check if you will. And I'll, I'll get to all that. I'm going to get into it and do some self-exploration on the program today. By the way, my name is Jeff Mans. In case you're just tuning in, thank you for finding the podcast. Hopefully you enjoy what you have here. If you, uh, I want everyone to put on your headphones or earbuds or turn the volume down, or just make sure that you are not doing, you're not, this is going to be an uncensored podcast. I'm going to say the F word and the BF word, all the kinds of words that they are. Um, I'm going to curse. And it's going to be, this is not a podcast that's for the sensitive of hearing. This is not a podcast that is for those sensitive to topics, whether it's race, religion, politics, or whatever. We are going to talk. We always talk on this podcast like human beings talk. And we're not going to be afraid of issues. We're not going to be afraid of of saying naughty words and things like that. So make sure that you are of the elk that can handle real life conversation, even if it doesn't align with your details or your life story as well. Hence the topic in the name of this podcast. You could find me weekday afternoon, Sirius XM fantasy sports radio. I host a show called elite sports channel 87 on that network i'm also on sunday mornings me and bob harris sirius xm fantasy football pregame show 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern every sunday morning get you ready for that weekend and that day in fantasy football i'm part owner chief content officer over at fantasyguru.com i i snicker there a little bit because a lot of speculation what's my future holding and i was threatening not to do content and things like that i'm still going to take some a uh, little bit of a step back, if you will. I'll get into that in just a moment. But all my stuff is at fantasyguru.com. All right. So get over there, check it out. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans. That's on the old Twitter machine. The Jeff Mans, all one word Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. All righty. So we'll do some week nine recap here. We'll look ahead to week 10 is pretty much dog shit as far as waivers are concerned. So not real, a lot of things on waivers though. I got a couple of players to buy low on going forward. I'll give you those later on, uh, on the, in this episode. I also have, uh, I got a bunch of buy low a handful of buy low 
players as well. I also want to get into something Ray Flowers and I did on the Wednesday edition of Elite Sports on Sirius XM and get into the mid-season review or recap, if you will. I'm not going to go too deep into it. We went pretty deep on the that show. It's on the SXM app if you are listening to us on that platform. Um, highly recommend if you're a Sirius XM listener to do so as well. So uh, we'll I'll dive into that. I just, you know give a little follow up, a little more. You know I like transparency. You know that's what I'm about, and uh, it's an important element to me as well. So we got that. I do want to start off this episode as well, giving my producer Sean Angle a shout out. On the last episode, I said, "Oh, Sean doesn't have to do so much because I just kind of grab the mic and go." Yeah, he, I won't say if he or somebody else pointed it out to me. That wasn't, that's not necessarily accurate. He does a lot of cleaning up. For one, my, I'm an idiot, a big loudmouth who screams and yells. And sometimes I'm kissing the microphone like this. And sometimes I'm way back like this because I'm ranting and raving and staring at the ceiling or whatever. So Sean does everything he can do to make this podcast presentable. And we love him and appreciate his hard work as well. So I want to get that off my chest too. As well. All right, let me get into it. So I want to get into my week. So week nine uh, at fantasy football and the whole deal. So for those new and don't know my background very well, I've been in the business of fantasy sports for 18 years, Um, closer to 19 at this stage of the game, right? Um, Going on 19 years, but 18 full in the bag. I've been on national radio for over, over 12 years. I've run... Technically, what four or five businesses within this space over the last 18, 19 years as well, including this one at fantasyguru.com as well. So I'm well experienced and versed in all this. It is a weird job. It is something strange to tell people. You know, my kids are older now. They get boyfriends and girlfriends and friends and parents come over for birthdays or whatever, neighbors and things. And I have to tell them what I do. And it's kind of weird. So normally I probably lean on the radio stuff. I'm like, yeah, I host a radio show. I don't get that into the business angle of it. But it's it's the the radio show is a different part of what I personally do. It is, you know, when you're on the radio, that is a job that I'm doing that has that needs and requires a certain set of skills and it requires performing to a certain level day in and day out, year season in and season out, year in and year out. And it's, but it's different than what the, you do in the fantasy sports space and owning a company and what we do behind the scenes and behind the walls, inside the walls of fantasyguru.com, right? So, you know, serious XM listeners want to be entertained. They want to be engaged. They want to be informed. Like that's, that's the whole thing. These are people that are buying new cars and have Sirius XM and I have a job. If I don't hit the right numbers, um, then I'm out. It's over. And I've been told that hundred thousand times during the course of my years there. And I've been very fortunate to do well over there. And, but it's always, a, you know, every ratings book, every season, it's a different thing. And I have that job to do. And then there's what I do within the industry. And this is where, a lot of people, especially competitors and folks who even work at me at Fantasy Guru, they don't really understand the balance and having to provide 
on the radio, having to provide on this podcast, having to provide some kind of social media element, even though I fucking hate social media. And I hate social media because of all of you. All right? I fucking hate you on social media. That sounds mean. I hate myself on social media. I hate everybody. I hate what we be, what we become. And that's, yeah, I'm going in that. I'll explain myself here in a second. So week nine was a very good week. Able to cash in DFS. Able to cash in GPPs in DFS. Winning week with betting. My seasonal teams, which I'll go through in a moment. I touched down on the XM show. I'm having an amazing season. However, my priority is not on my teams. It's not on my bankroll. It's not on my wins and losses. Quite honestly, just full transparency, I could give a shit about my own team's... Ah, that's not fair. No, that's not true. Or I give a shit. I care a lot because I try hard at it. It's not at all what matters to me. The thing that's important, it's like saying, I don't care if the next door, you know, neighbor's kid gets hit by a bus. Well, of course I do. That's a, what kind of fucking monster are you? But my responsibility, my responsibility, plain and simple, are for the subscribers at fantasyguru.com and the listeners at SiriusXM and the listeners here in the One Man's Opinion podcast. You guys are my priority and what my focus has to be on. To do this job as long as I have and to rise out of oblivion, oblivion the way I, I did, um, despite immense competition and, and everything else, is you have to focus on that thing. And that's always my focus. That's never changed. It can, it will never change. That's what I want to do. And the so my teams and everything else takes a backseat. Of course I want to win. I'm so fucking competitive. It's crazy. I, I slug it out to the very end. So I do care. I do want to win, but it's not like if I had, if it's God came down and said, man, you get a choice. You win this championship or you win a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars playing daily fantasy football or sports and whatever sport you want, or it goes to a subscriber or a member or listener or something else. You get one choice and you have to decide now it wouldn't even be a hesitation. It would be, a subscriber or a listener or somebody else. Okay. Um, I've been for now five, 10 years ago, probably would have been a different answer. I was coming up in the world. I've sacrificed a really high paying job. Uh, I was successful before I got into fantasy sports. It's one of the reasons I was the only reason I could basically scratch and claw for five plus years before I ever got a paying gig in this business. If I wasn't successful before that, I wouldn't. But I sacrificed everything. I'm talking about refinance the house, second mortgage on the house. I was driving a two seater pickup truck um, with you know with the kids. I used minivan is what we had. Like I went from driving a Cadillac Escalade to a Nissan Quest, or and I had a, a GMC Sonoma truck, tiny little thing that I got used. Of course, like don't where was it? Oh fucking two. 2002, 2004, something like that. I mean, I, I sacrificed everything. Emptied out everything to survive with two kids when I made the decision to go into fantasy sports and take this endeavor. So, you know, uh, but I know what it takes to be successful. 
and I'm fortunate to have made it in the business. And I, I'm at the stage of my career where that part's already done. The making it part that, and and I, I see it from a different side. Cause when I was coming up, man, I used to go up Matthew Barry all the time. I used to go at anybody who had made it in the business when I was coming up, just like people go at me in the reason I did that at the time, you don't know it. You think you're just better. And you basically, what it is is you want their spot and you think you deserve their spot or they're not good enough or what have you. What you learn over time is that they've earned their spot through longevity, through whatever. And it's, you know, so yeah, sometimes it's people just hiring their buddies or friends or, you know, there's nepotism involved or somebody, friend of a friend or somebody lucked into a spot. Absolutely see it all the time. I've lucked it. I lucked into the spot on XM. You know, there's a story about I, at Fantasy Alarm, when I was there running that company, there was uh, the brother of my man, Dan Williams, brother of Al Williams, who owned Fantasy Alarm at the time, um, found a backpack with a laptop in it of the program director at Sirius XM. And I had been on the radar, but was declined for a position there. And the story they always tell is that that's the reason Dan finding that backpack is why I got a second or third consideration, you know, six months later, granted. So, um, and I was a once a week fill in host during that period. My co-host, you know, burned out left at the time, all, all that stuff happened. And I just kept going and going and going. So that's whatever it is, but people get jealous. People get envious and what have you. What I realized is, to get here takes immense sacrifice. It takes a lot of work, preparation, organization. It, it takes time. The the one asset nobody wants to put into it. You don't want to give up your time, your effort into anything. You want to get a Powerball ticket to win everything. And you don't even want to pick your own fucking numbers. You just want the crick pick. Why? Because you don't fucking know shit. You're like, oh, this, this will change my life. Just a machine. And that's why people play DFS the way they do and so on and so forth. So I have a target on my back all the time. I am, I have a lot of enemies in the industry, even though I've done nothing to anybody. Uh, truth. I mean, none, nothing. The only two enemies I have are people I used to work with that I think were absolute scam artists and cheaters and liars and thieves that I've, been open about before and i don't believe they're good people at all and i know they're not so that was the only enemies i have in my book other people just think i'm shit and loud mouth and so on fine the subscribers though is a different thing subscribers listeners that i want their respect and i work for your respect and i want to earn i've tried to earn your respect over years and days and things and what happened so week 9 it all came down to uh, a couple of things one james mitchell tight end for the detroit lions uh, he's he was in my cash game breakdown on all week long last week i ever since tj hawkinson was traded i'm like okay Everyone's looking at what's Hawkins are going to do in Minnesota. Hawkins are going to do because that's where the light was shining. Everybody, oh, follow the light. I was of the mind, well, who picks up Hawkinson's spot in Detroit? 
right? Like, like, where does this fall? How does this, how is this going to fall out? Because that's where the production was. And see, that's what you get from years of experience. And that's the kind of stuff I pass on to people and inform people about. And Brock Wright, tight ends coming back from a concussion. And the thing about Brock Wright, I know him from Notre Dame where he doesn't, he's not a pass catcher at all. He caught seven passes, I think, total at Notre Dame. Maybe I'm under, maybe it was more like, I don't know, maybe it's 15 or 20. I don't, but it, I think he caught a single digit number of total passes. He's not a pass catcher at all. So James Mitchell, their fifth round pick out of uh, Virginia Tech, I knew he was. He's a true move tight end, fast for a tight end. Great hands, could run after the catch. So, you know, did my scouting report, went back to my scouting report here on fantasyguru.com and looking around like, okay. And I'm like, why would they trade Hawkinson? Dan Campbell is a former tight end. He's a former tight end coach for a number of years. Their offense coordinator, Ben Johnson, was a tight end coach. Why would they trade their tight end? This is an offense that believed and utilized tight end a lot. I'm like, why? That doesn't seem right. So I started getting the idea. All right, James Mitchell's the guy. Nobody talked about him. Nobody mentioned it. I don't think anybody knew his fucking name. Cool. Saw an edge. And by Friday show, when we do the core four on the XM show, I said, yeah, we're fucking doing it. Because tight end was a shit show. There's no Andrews, no Kelsey. Ertz was in a shitty spot. Um, Goddard was off the main slate. You know, in DFS, I'm like, well, I'm just going to, I'm not going to play the game. I know what tight end has been. I've said it for three years running. It's a shit show. It's a guessing proposition. And furthermore, going into the week, a Detroit Lions tight end has caught a tight end each of the previous four matchups against the Green Bay Packers, basically ever since Dan Campbell came aboard. So there's something here. So we plug James Mitchell into the core four. Okay. I do the uh, finish up the article. I do the live stream and immediately just people don't like it. People are bitching. People are complaining. They're not going to do that. That's nuts. No, everybody. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And I, I one, <laughs> it's a strength and a weakness for me is that I know people extraordinarily well. I can read people very well. I'm very intuitive and I have the World, I have a great memory. It it happened when I was a kid. My brothers and sisters, they would play. They would show me to their friends because I had memory. Those memory games where you flip the cards. I was just. I don't know what it is. I just have a memory. It's just clicks. And again, I don't think I'm not a very smart person. Intelligence did well in school later in my career. Terrible in school early on when I was young, but my memory is great. So I can't forget. It's great to remember things. It's also terrible to never be able to forget. I wrestled with it for like 24, 48 hours about, all right, what's the fallout going to be when Mitchell doesn't have a catch? Because they promoted Zilstra from the practice squad and Brock Wright was then cleared. And at that point, and Mitchell, they're still limiting him. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? Because I saw the way it was trending and I saw the way people were positioning, they were basically were already defeated with James Mitchell before it happened. 
So I said, fuck it. I said, we got to make a change. I talked to Ted Schuster. I said, you know what? I'll just make, let's just pay up. We'll go to fucking Robert Tunyon. He's going to be uber chalk. and We'll just eat that chalk and we'll go from there. And, and Mitchell did a great job. He caught a touchdown, even though Zilstra also caught a touchdown, caught a touchdown earlier. So, you know, that early on first half of that game, it was like looking like, oh my God, it's going to work out. And, by the way, James Mitchell only caught two passes for eight total yards, but he was the 12th best tight end of the entire week, and he was tight end seven for the slate, which is just is a huge consider his minimal price. So it would have worked out immensely. I took him out of the core four, put Tanya in, and I got a ton of hate and feed and just fucking people shit. And it was it was those moments where I'm like, you know what? I just can't with people and I hit the wall where I, I don't need this shit. Right. And from where I come from and where I'm standing, I, I'm trying to say it as non-arrogant as I can, but there's no other way to say it. I don't need the job anymore. Right. The job the paycheck is great at Fantasy Guru and I'm part owner of the company. And, you know, there's there's all these possibilities that could work out and all this stuff. I don't need it. I sat down with my wife and it's making me, it's, it's a terrible feeling to think that you're costing people money. I'm very, my awareness, I know how hard it is for us in my household to afford groceries gasoline i've got two grown kids now that have fucking cars and iphones and i imagine it's harder for everybody else i just always look at people like it's a struggle especially in today's environment 401ks are down investments are down i know a ton of our people that i don't know i i never endorsed crypto or top shot or any of that shit I never did any of that, you know, and, but they've lost 97% of their holdings there. So I know I could tell it's not. So I look at it like I'm, I feel awful costing anybody money. I feel terrible wasting anybody's time. And it is a massive burden. And there's a segment of people in our Discord over at fantasyguru.com. And this is where I think that all of us, our problem, myself included, uh, the, we are assholes. We are being assholes. Some of us are perfectly aware that we are. Some of us don't even understand why I would say that. You you all think you're good people, but you're really not. Like you just aren't. I think you want to be just like I, I want to be. And I have an awareness about me that I know when I, I – like I'm being an asshole with some of the things I'm saying today. I was a big asshole earlier in the week. I'm aware of what I'm when I'm I have to do it. But there sometimes there's no you have no escape and you have to. But there's other times you don't. And when you're playing a game like fantasy football, seasonal, daily, betting, whatever it is, and somebody works their ass off to provide you a service. Uh, you know, what I do on the radio, what I do 
what you guys, I could be the worst analyst in the world. And there's a joke in here somewhere that I'm not going toward. It doesn't matter on the radio. Sirius doesn't care. People have written letters and complaints like, a draft man's cost me money because of his plays. They don't give a shit about plays or picks or none of that. Winning percent, none of it matters. The show matters. That's all it is. It is a show. We at Elite decide to do our show in a way where we're providing information and all that for the fantasy players. Why we've been successful. One of the secret sauces, if you will. Others touch on it and they want guests and they do all the kinds of other things. And that's their priority. As long as they're doing a good show, Sirius doesn't care. But so people were trying to get me in trouble that way. It'll never get me in trouble. I can go, oh, and... 18, it wouldn't matter in the tiniest bit because that's not what it is. Now at fantasyguru.com, that's a different thing. And um, so, you know, it's a choice I've made to give you the core four plays, bets, draft advice, manifesto, all these kinds of things. These are choices I've made to do to help you out because I think it's what you need because I'm a player myself. And I think I provide this for you, and I think I'm good at it. But when you guys come over and you tell me, I'm two and seven, I'm one and eight. For one, I play everything. I Everything that's in my article, every bet I make, I play everything. I simply do not believe you when you start saying you're 0 and 9, 1 and 8, or 2 and 7. I would like to believe you, Okay. And I and if that's truly the case, I would love to help you. That's what I do. This is what I would like to do. But you start a conversation out by saying that in a room full of people, you turn the environment toxic. You start a conversation out. It's like go to go try to meet somebody. You want to pick up a girl at a bar and say, Your face is ugly, but man, I would really still like to sleep with you, or I'd still like to be with you. Or I'd still like to spend time with you. How's that going to go over? Why are you starting the conversation out like that? Say, hey, Jeff, I'm having trouble with my lineup. Can you help? Boom. We we roll. What do you need? I'll do it on the air. I'll do it in DM. I'll help you out however you. But when you start a conversation out like, oh, I'm fucking terrible this season. I'm having a losing season, all that. You put it on me as if I'm the problem. And you... Like I said, 50% of you know you're doing it. The other 50% don't realize it, but you still know it. You got to know it. You're None of you are dumb enough to think you don't know it. And I can't believe how many fucking people over the last couple of weeks, especially, just start every fucking conversation out like that. They, they want to, you're trying to be nice, but I don't, there's, once you say, oh, I'm fucking having the worst season of my life. But still love you. I don't ever hear the I love you part. It's doesn't register. When you start a conversation off with a absolute shitty statement like that, all you do is that. And it's not that I and I, I'm guys in the chat are like, well, you just can't take it, man. You just can't take. I absolutely can take it. It's number one, it's not the truth. All right. It's just not. If it is the truth that you're 0 and 9 or one and eight or two and seven. It's absolutely not my fault. You need to know that. 
I'm not saying you have to be, you have the same winning percentages as I do. I'm not saying you have to win as much as I do or as often or anything else, but I know damn well there are so many subscribers. Hell, I'm in listener leagues with a lot of you, various listener leagues, where you guys are beating me. You're doing better than me. Okay, so, but you notice when you do that, what happens to all of you? You guys start thinking you're actually better. You start thinking because your team is better. So you then, so you're taking credit for the good and you're placing blame on the bad. And it's a foundational problem with our society these days. I blame all your parents. They cared too much about you. They babied you. They didn't make you see the real world. And the thing is, is with the James Mitchell situation and me changing it, I am happy to take that mistake. I'm happy to wear that mistake. I'm happy to walk through why. And I'm happy, most happy to never fucking do it again. Okay. That's what I would be happy about. But you want to act as if I am not good at my job or I don't care about my job or I'm somehow my reputation or my play is shitty. When I sat there and I sat on Sunday with James Mitchell and GPP without him in, in cash and I'm winning and you're blaming me, how? I'm winning with the same thing. Right. And, and there's, there's another segment and I'll tell you the most toxic room in our fancy guru is the betting room. You guys think you're all nicey, nice. You're, you have no idea how much I dislike you. Right. And again, it's, this is my awareness. You think that I don't, every, it is unbelievable to me that I can be 18 units up for the sixth year in a row just doing, and again, super hot to start, cold for three weeks, and now I'm on fire again. And every, and I go, I will go five and, this is true story, by the way. This is my life. I went five and five a couple weeks ago. Five wins, five losses. I put 10 bets on the site. Obviously, that's not what I want. Obviously, it's not. You know, that's not at all. I hate finishing in the middle. But people, we do like this bullshit, stupid Discord, childish emoji thing. And people go through and um, knock my vomit emoji, X emoji, thumbs down, pile of shit emoji to me. They But they do it even when I'm eight and two. But five and five was the perfect time. It's like, why would that? That's not a losing week. Well, it is a losing week. I shouldn't say that's wrong. It's a losing week. But that's not, it's half and half. And you lose the juice, which everybody can afford. Otherwise, you wouldn't be betting. So why is that? You're be, that's how I know that you're being negative just to be negative. You're just doing that. And I also see that people, certain subscribers and members, do it to mine and only mine. I get a hundred percent of the blame for everything on fancyguru.com. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm not saying ninety nine point nine. People act, and this happens all the time. And I love giving people opportunities. 
It's what I fundamentally believe in in this business. I love our guys. Uh, shout out to Jorge Pucks and Shark Bait, who's just on fire right now in this, right? However, and, and all the rest of the guys, uh, Rich Mileto, fucking up-and-coming star in this business. All of them are. And then, so everybody loves them. Everybody always loves the new guy. Everybody always is in love with the new guy. And I love the new guy. I give the new guy their shot. But then it, they, what you, the customer, want to do is wage war. You want to pit them against me somehow. You want to act as if I'm dog shit. They're the greatest thing ever. And as long as it's our people, I'm fine with it. Okay. But when it gets to the point of unreasonability within me, to me, or you're, I'm fucking one and nine, I'm one and nine in cash games, but you know, so-and-so is, you know, saving. Um, okay. Then you don't need me, which mind you is fine. Trust. And it's unbelievably unbelievably true i is fine with me but i'm not going to do it though there's a game that's being played my cash game breakdown for dfs the best article there is in the industry i know this not a surprise it's not being arrogant it just is the amount of hits we get on it compared to everything else it's just the amount of people within the DFS game, the fantasy game that subscribe to our stuff just for that article. You could tell because they go right there. It's yes, I know it's the best article there is I because I put fucking 20 plus 24 plus hours of work into it every single week. And I know it's good. Okay. And I know other people base their shit off of that piece. All right. So I, I'm aware of this. I don't mind it. I don't have a problem with it. You do have to respect it because here's the thing with James Mitchell calls and cash game breakdowns in my bets. And I'm the enemy, but the new guys are the heroes. I can, I own this company and I can decide any point I want to do what I want or not do what I want. I can decide to go from 118 hour work week to 40. Any problem. Anytime I can decide that I could decide to do a shittier article or a lesser article or lesser version. I could do the live stream on Fridays, not do the live stream. I could do this podcast. I could not do the podcast. I'm not resigned to anything, right? I could, I could do anything I want to do. And at this point in my career, I have enough money that I don't have to work another day and be fine. I have a $7 coffee, $7 a day coffee habit. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't have hookers and blow. I've been married for 22 years. My two kids are adults at this point. I got one more kid to put through school. We got plenty there. I own four houses and five cars and have a shit ton of money just sitting doing nothing in banks. Doesn't, it's not my, I don't have, there's no more have to in my life. There is no more have to. The only thing that drives me is trying to help people and trying to help others follow in my path and giving others opportunity and creating more opportunities. That's truthfully what my daily work is. That's all it's about. 
So, but I'm not of the mind that I'm going to sit here and take your fucking bullshit because I somehow have to fuck right off. Go you fucking little pussies that want to fucking go at me on discord. Then you, you fucking little baby bitches, you, the big tough man and women. It's always men, never women. So big, tough guy. What happens when I go right at you? You fucking write a letter like a little pussy bitch. You fucking know you do. You write it to customer service. Bitch was mean to me in Discord. You tag SiriusXM. Jeff was mean to me. Sirius doesn't care what happens there. I don't give a shit if I called you a pussy. In our Discord where you signed up, it doesn't matter. You're, you don't have power, baby back bitches. You don't have any power over me. Fuck you. Fuck you to your face. Fuck your stupid fucking face. How about that? You don't control me. You don't own me for shit. Remember that. I don't fucking have to do jack fucking shit for you. I would like to help people. But you're creating an environment and you're creating, you drink too much, you smoke too much, whatever you're doing on Sunday specifically that create, that make you into this monster that has to try to shit on me as if I'm doing something wrong because you're a fucking loser. Well, that's not, that's not something I'm going to take. Also, I'm six foot three, 220 pounds. I boxed and played sports my whole life. I'd knock you the fuck out. You if you ever said shit like this to my face, I'd knock you the fuck out. I'm no I'm no baby back. You don't know what you're dealing with here, buddy. So you get tough. I had to put people in place. I'll find your workspace. I know I know all your names. I know where to find you. You could hide behind a moniker, but I could find you in a fucking heartbeat. And I will. I'm not above any of it. You want to come at me and try to... No, I'll go right at you. So that's the thing. I don't need this life. I don't want to be that guy. But if that's... If you want to throw down like that, you're going to have a problem. You're not talking to a little Karen or a little PR guy who really, oh, I'm still working my way up. Mm. (laughs) No, you're not talking to that guy. My wallet says bad motherfucker on it. All right. That's what, that's how I roll. And if you don't want my advice, get the fuck out of my discord, get the fuck out of fantasy guru, get the fuck out of my podcast. I don't need that shit. So if you want my advice, want my information, you want my analysis, you don't have to like me. You don't have to like the voice or the shouting or me yelling at you this way. I don't, you don't have to do any of that. If you want it, just t- take the advice. Deal with it what you will. You know it's good. It's award-winning. It's longest-lasting in the industry. It's sent people millions of dollars, subscribers and fans and listeners, myself, others around me. So let's not kid each other anymore and let's not play these fucking games because i you 
are creating and me, I'm a customer too. And I'm outside of this. I have known it. I've done this. I've used my social media as a power play against American airlines and AT&T and direct TV and shit. I've done this in the past and I, I haven't realized it until the last year or two that I did it, but we all do it as if we have some sort of power but I want you to know that you don't have the power on me and you never will never again. You have power over other people and you think promoting the new guys and giving the new guys more money and promote, which you, you have power there. And that's true, but it's conversely also true that once those people have made it and they own the company, they are able to set policy. And they're able to do it. And they're able to decide what they do and don't do. And that's where I'm at. I have nobody, nobody that can tell me what to do on a daily basis when it comes to the work. Sirius XM, while I'm on the air, can absolutely do that. But you notice I don't take advertisers here on this show. I've taken some. I, I will never, ever let them restrict and tell me what I can and can't say though. And that's the same at fantasy guru. It's a real world. So I'm ready to, I'm going discord also is not part of your membership. It's part of your membership. It's not your membership. Membership of fantasy guru entitles you to the content. You have access to the content. The content is not discord. Discord is a chat room. It is an add on. All right, that is, you will be kicked out of Discord. I'm not dealing with you. Same with Twitter. I will block you. It's no, it's really makes no sense. If you don't like me, you should just leave because it does, it's not, there's no more. I'm not having a conversation with you. I'm not even going to read your full message. I'm just going to block you. I'm just going to kick you off my Discord and I will never, ever think say, speak of you again. And then when you you write your little nasty letter to customer service, I am the email box it comes to. And I will delete it immediately and never respond to you. It won't matter. Not because I don't value my customers. I don't value trolls. And I have to thin the herd out here. Right? I have to thin the herd out. I want my people. It's a lot of great people. And I know the ones that I have been with me since 2010 or 20, oh man, some before that even, man, 2005, 2005, right? I know your faces. I know your names. I know your monikers. I get into it with you. So I'll, I'll let you guys bitch back and forth, you know, because I know you're straight up. I know you're re real people and that you're not bitching to be a troll. But you don't have to tell me if I had a bad week. I'm perfectly aware of it. You don't have to tell me if a play made it or didn't. I know it. If you're not doing well, ask me the question that pertains to how well you're doing or what I can do to help. Don't try to tell me that the reason you're sucking ass is because of me. Number one, if that is the case, if it ever becomes the case, I will know it. I will know it. Najee Harris, that's the reason I'm... No, it's not. Why? Because I'm 103 and 59 
in the 20 leagues that I'm in. Now, one's an eliminator league. That's gone. Three of them are total points leagues, and two of the leagues have double wins and losses, two wins and losses. You get two uh, decisions per week. I'm 103 and 59. A lot of those teams with the same information and advice. A lot of Najee Harris doing just fine. That's not the reason. What else did you do? Now, there's probably you did Najee Harris, then you got an injury here, and this guy's unperformed, and you had bad matchups or something. It's a combination of things. But don't try to tell me. I, you can't. It doesn't work. Same thing with DFS. You can't be six and four or six and three and then have four weeks in a row winning GPP and up five figures on the year already halfway through and say, oh, it's your fault. Can't be up 18 units in betting and say, it's your fault. Because it's not. It's just not. Right? That's the problem. You know, it's just fucking crazy to me. Um, speaking of which, let's go over. Uh, I, I, let's go over that. Enough of me complaining about this. The bottom line, I threatened not to do the cash game breakdown this week. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to commit to it every single week. Um, I will do it every week. I'm sure of it. I need you to know that I, it it's not nothing's guaranteed. Right. And like, I'm, I'm tempted to just go into be fucking fuck the site, write my article as a newsletter. You get it. And that's it. I don't want any, pl- I don't need feedback on it. You know, I love feedback. I love interacting. I love hanging out with people, but I don't like hanging out. The older I get, I don't want to hang out with assholes. I don't want arguments. You are not changing the way that I think. I don't want to change the way that you think other than this one particular area where you by submission, by asking for help, signing up for the site are requesting it. If you're request, Hey Jeff, can you help me out? I want to be a better DFS player. Boom. Let's go. Now I got you. And I will tell you that's the way to do it. I'm not going to tell you to eat asparagus and eat, eat more vegetables on. That's not what you're asking me for. Ugh. So listen, I, I'm always going to be in the content business because I love it so much. I'm just, I am. I, I do love it. I love people. I love interacting with people, but I'm going to start limiting this. I'm not going to go in discord in Sundays anymore. Um, you guys drink too much. I, and listen, I grew up on alcohol. I love drinking. I love my, my bourbon, but my dad was a bad drunk. And I I watched my father put my disabled brother's head through a closet door when I was a kid. Okay. I've seen my dad was the sweetest, nicest human being I've ever known in my life. Been dead, uh, died 23 years ago this week. Okay. Been gone longer. So I miss him every day. He was the nicest human being I've ever met. Except when he was drinking, when he was drinking, he became a monster. I have alcoholism in my blood. I love my bourbon. You guys have seen me get shit faced on live streams and stuff. It's a problem I deal with. I I crave it. I like it. I like the way I feel on it. I'm very lucky. And my brothers and sisters also have strong alcohol relationships, we'll say. 
call it what you will. Some are good drunks. Some are terrible drunks. I was fortunate to have, I'm jolly and happy and slap happy and silly drunk. Thank God. Thank God. Because many times I drank way too much and I see it in our chat rooms. I just urge you guys to get that shit under control. Not even about what's on Discord, about your home lives. I see TikToks with you guys fucking, everybody's breaking flat screens, TVs, because the 49ers missed a kick. It's like, wow, wow. Can you really not handle it? I feel like you can, but you on an alcohol or if you're smoking pot or doing coke or whatever you're doing, this is a judge-free zone. That's what's making you into this person that you really shouldn't be. You know, it's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But I want to go through the manifesto and some of the things we got right and wrong this uh, past off season and uh, things that we did go right on. That's that's the thing. Like with the James Mitchell going back to it, you're asking for lazy analysis. I fell under the trap. I shouldn't have. I should have been strong enough. I wasn't. The reason I wasn't strong enough because I simply didn't want to deal with the fallout, and it happened anyway. So maybe it was destiny, but now on there's just, it's one way it's pedal to the metal. And if you don't like it, get the fuck off the tracks. But my manifesto was shaky for uh, the beginning stages of the season in the manifesto. I drafted two teams, perfect draft and all man's team. And the, wow, the perfect draft turned out, it, it would be the best team in anybody's league ever. And ultimately, that's what we do. Um, man, I mean, the perfect team, Pat Mahomes, okay. Mixon, Chubb, Hunt, Damian Pierce. Pretty good. Damian Pierce on both teams. Fantastic. Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre Hopkins, Alan Lazard, Nicole Hardman. Sammy Watkins, blah. Tucker, Bill's defense, fantastic. Kyle Pitts, a tight end on both teams. That's that's the one. That's the sucky one. Should have paid up. All man's team, ugh. Herbert, yeah. Najee Harris, Javante Williams, ugh. But, Andre Stevenson, Damian Pierce. Okay. Keenan Allen, I mean, you want to talk about getting fucked in the ass. There you go. But Debo, Lazard. Hardman, Dubs, Claypool, who I th actually think pretty good going forward. Kenny Galladay is terrible. Chargers defense riddled by injuries. So the all-man's team, definitely bad. Not good at all. But definitely in play still. Perfect team was fantastic. Overall, what do we talk about in the Manifesto? Rankings versus projections, fantastic. Uh, projections are just garbage. Everybody wants to automate. Automation is why we're kicking ass, even in DFS, even if you're struggling. This idea that the optimizers are winning is just wrong. It's just wrong. And uh, uh, how to do quarterbacks, our two-quarterback strategy. Well, draft Mahomes, Allen, Herbert in the first round. Yes, that works. If you don't get them in the second round, Hurts, Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Otherwise, no quarterback. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's the, the then when we go to the one quarterback, 
I've always said to wait on quarterbacks, I explained, and then I went through why this is a, you should draft the elite quarterbacks this year. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Best targets, Mahomes, Hurts. Yes, yes, and yes. Running back strategy, running back's the most important position, said, eh, not as much as they used to be. Invest in the system, invest in the running backs. And the running backs hit and miss for me. You know, targets, mix in, yes, helps. This past week helped. Aaron Jones, yes. Javante, no, because of the injury. Montgomery, yeah, actually it's worked out for where he was drafted. Josh Jacobs, home run. Chase Edmonds, failure. James Cook started to be good. We saw what was going to happen before the Naheem Hines trade, but it worked out bad. Damian Pierce, home run. What about our fades? None of the fades did any. Well, Henry, actually. Derrick Henry is a bad fade, but I'll stand behind that because of the age and everything else. Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Cordero Patterson, blah. Wide receivers, elite-level wide receivers. Get them. Keenan Allen, target, blah. Injury ruined that so far. Still can be over or second-half hammer. Guys like Lazard, though, Juju, Sutton, Hardman, have been really, really good. Our fades have been even better. Although Jalen Waddle fade is terrible. That's a bad one. Although I was on that Tyreek, but yeah, that's terrible. But Christian Watson, Russell Gage, Hunter Renfro, Rashad Bateman, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, terrible. Tight end, elite level tight end. Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, boom, boom, boom. Fade Waller, fade Schultz, fade Hawkinson. The trade is going to help him out. Basically, has had one big week. Irv Smith, Dawson Knox, Cole Komet, Uzoma. Remember CJ Uzoma? Don't draft Rob Gronkowski. Remember, I was telling you guys this back in the day. Guys to invest in, Kelsey, yes. Pitts, no. Kittle, yes. Still okay. Ertz, yes. Goddard, yes. Ingram, yes. Gusecki, starting to come on, man. I can't call. Can I call Mike Gusecki? Mike Gusecki's a hard one. So where we were getting him was around tight end 18. He's tight end 15 right now. Hasn't been great. And there was a couple of weeks you absolutely couldn't have used him. I'll call him a failure for now. But it's not the worst thing. Kickers, defenses, fine. But, you know, Manifesto walking you through this, you see it. Remember. There is no way to be 100%. There's just no way. you got to sacrifice that element. That that entire idea is not going to happen. you got to live on the margins. you got to improve your margins. If you're a 55% or above player, you're a winner. If you're every single percentage point above that, from 55 to 56, 6 to 7, 7 to 8, Eight to nine. You get above 60, you're a world champion. My DFS has been over 70% last five years. DFS winning percentage, which is insane. Feels like this year it's it's not gonna hit 70, at least, you know. Although fuck it. Yeah, why not why won't it? We have eight fucking weeks left, nine weeks left. No fucking reason we can't run the table. We've done it before. Okay. Um, but maybe the percentage comes down a smidge. All right, we're not the greatest. 
Yeah, or you know, not for one year anyway. So what? Betting over sixty percent, monumentally profitable, seasonal. As I mentioned, I would a sixty-three percent winning clip right now. I'm in the top two hundred and ten in the FFPC overall. I'm in the top one hundred and eight in the Scott Fishbowl overall. I have total points leagues. I'm second, third, and fifth, respectively. I don't have a single team out of 20 leagues. Well, 19 or out of 16 leagues that actually are running. My worst record is four and five. Not one single league am I under four and five. And I'm only four and five in one, two, three, four, four. Four leagues of four and five. Everything else is above 500. Pretty freaking good. And I'm very, very happy and satisfied with the performance and we have nine weeks left which is the best thing i don't care what you've done so far right i'm sharing this because people want to know and they want transparency but realistically this season will be defined at what we do from this point on and that includes those of you who follow me on twitter at jeff underscore mans that includes those of you who are in the discord of fantasyguru.com like i'm punting you I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm not going to interact with you. I'm not going to be in the same rooms as you. I won't do it. Act like a human being. You have a guy that has a real fucking drinking problem that I know on Discord that I know it because he posts bottles of booze constantly on our Discord. And then... He asks me questions Saturday afternoons, like a nice guy, asks me nice, wholesome questions, and he and I get along. Everything's great. Sunday night, Monday morning, this guy turns into an animal. And I'm just not going to deal with it anymore. So those people, if you're going to sacrifice a season that could still be the greatest ever, our guy Joey Slither, over at fantasyguru.com. We've made six millionaires, maybe eight, I don't know, six or six to eight millionaires over the last five years at the site. Um, some of them don't want their names talked about, and some do and find Joey Slither being the most recent. Uh, no, not the most recent, second most recent, but um, Joey's the most public and allowed us to you know, talk about him and he's done great things with that money and donated it and changed his life. And that's what matters. And do you think that it, Joey, I've never heard Joey one time say, he'll still come in and complain about players not doing well and you know that, but he never tilts anymore. That's all it takes is that one week. The one week, either you hit a million dollars, you hit $10,000, you hit $1,000, our guy Adam Adam Talil, uh over there had two thousand dollars this past week, and um, fantastic two thousand five thousand ten thousand whatever that is. Once that's off, once you've got that hit, you loosen up. You feel it better. Everything seems to just be the 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 stress relief. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It just comes off of you. So I think there's so much time in this season that we can get there and we will get there. Some of you are absolutely 
the winners are out there. It's up for grabs every fucking week in fo- football. And again, if you're one in eight in your league, wow, how long does it go? You, you could easily be six and eight. You get to six and eight this season. If you go 15 weeks, then you can get to seven and eight. Maybe you squeak out a playoff spot with that. Starts with one. Starts with deciding. You deciding. This season's not lost. The season's not over. I'm not done. I'm going to do better. I'm going to find a way. And let me tell you the whole secret to everything. I'll move on to week 10. Those that figure that out, what my services at Fantasy Guru is to teach you how to play, teach you how to analyze, how to play. We are the guidelines. Too many of us, too many of our subscribers use us for picks, 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 picks. It's what you want because you, you want the quick picks. This week, the Powerball stuff put it all in perspective for me. I realized so too many of you just want the easy way out. And it's not what we're really offering. We're offering, here's how we do it. And this and these plays are the what's produced from this analysis, from this matchup grades, from this rating system. That's what happened. This is what but you don't look at any of that. You just look at the plays and you think it just comes down to choice. And that's why you tilt your asses off over a play that is 2%. Nobody would have ever done. If I only would have played this guy, but you were never going to play that guy, right? You were never going to do it, right? So why are you worried about something you would never do? Sometimes you're just not going to win. But what about the ones you can control, the weeks you can control? That's the difference. We teach you that. Once you know that, once you have that information, I mentioned a, um, a uh, I think his name is Adam TL from our ATL forty four on our Discord. One to two thousand dollars on Monday. A guy, this guy, who has just been an absolute jag for months on our Discord says you should this is why you don't play cash games this is why you shouldn't play because so and so won two thousand dollars and blah 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 and i had to point out i said and i'm not i'm trying i'm not going at our customer i love whatever you guys do whatever you want to do but it's not the reality the reality of the situation is i want twenty eight hundred dollars this week playing cash i want more money playing cash well yeah but you had to put in fourteen hundred that's that's the whole, that's what I'm trying to break down. I'm that barrier. It doesn't matter that I put 1400 in or 1500 to, to 12800. It literally doesn't even register to me. It's not even a thought. It's hard for you. It was hard for me to break through to that, to understand that when I was a low level player and playing tiny games and trying to swing for the fences and constantly redepositing. I was the same way. That's why I have the knowledge to help you. That's why I know I can. Because once you realize that once you have the skills, it's like being able to shoot free throws or three-pointers in basketball, or you have a nasty slap shot in hockey, or you, you hit the long ball, or you have an 80-mile or 95-mile-an-hour slider in baseball. Once you've worked your ass off to develop those skills, you just – plug in and you just go. We are here to teach you those skills. We're not here 
to carry that slider over the over home plate or to swing the bat for you or to shoot the jump shot for you. You have to work on those skills. You have to polish that up. We're here to teach and help you. Phil Jackson guided Michael Jordan and Pippen. He put them together. That's what we do. That's what the site's about. You need to differentiate that. Uh, players to pick up. All right, let's get into that. I know I've talked a lot and get into everything uh, as well. Um, let's get uh, players to pick up this week. So <laughs> when I told you I have players to buy low on, I didn't tell you they were position players. Two defenses that you have to go get right now in fantasy football. Number one, Baltimore Ravens. I, I told you it was the easiest bet maybe of all time last week against the Saints of Monday Night Football. We completely destroyed that. Another fucking single game parlay. Another profitable day. Just hammering these bets. But to Baltimore defense with Roquan Smith and Justin Houston and Calais Campbell and this team, Ojabu, who's back now. I mean, this defense got great in a hurry, and they're available in 65% of leagues out there. The second one is Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody, everybody has sold on Pittsburgh, and I see people this week talking about New Orleans and Andy Dalton and Kamara and Olave. I always love Olave. However, you guys are out of your fucking minds. TJ Watt is back. TJ Watt is the biggest, single biggest impact player there is in football this season. And yes, I'm counting Patrick Mahomes and I'm counting Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and everybody else. The difference with TJ Watt on the field versus him not on the field is immeasurable. And all of a sudden, that Steelers defense that you thought dog shit and terrible and everyone's talking about the secondary, the secondary started sucking as soon as Watt went down. When you do this on a week in a week out basis like I do, you you see that trend. You're like, oh, okay. Like they were great. Start out good, held the Bengals in check, held the Patriots down. Oh, now we Browns, Bills, Jets, Bucks, everybody beating their ass. Like, whoa, what happened here? But this is a team that has the Saints this week, then the Bengals, tough one, Colts, Falcons, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens. Ravens are tough. But even the Ravens don't have a passing game. That's a real good run. And then the Browns to finish out the season. The rest of the season's good for Pittsburgh, so that defense you pick up. All right, you want position players. I'll give you a couple position players. Uh, I just want to talk about this. Uh, I did want to talk about Justin Fields. I do love him. For those who weren't around in twenty in the uh, um, in the draft, was it uh, two, three years ago? Back twenty twenty one NFL draft. We're uh, I said if. I was so high on Justin Fields, it was crazy. I had Lawrence first, but I had Justin Fields as the second overall pick. I think he was the second best player in that draft. And I said, the Chicago Bears, if he fell to the Bears, I think they were at 12 at the time or whatever it was. Um, I said, if the Bears end up getting him, I would go naked. And they traded up, got him, and I went naked on that live stream. So... I was so certain and sure of it, 
But then Matt Nagy, I didn't worry about the rookie season, but then la- no offensive hires as head coach, no offensive line help, no receiver help. I didn't know what they were doing, but evidently it didn't matter. He is evolving before our very eyes. So when you have a talent and a player like this, who is coming of age, if you will, and the Bears had a pretty good schedule the rest of the way. This is where you need to buy up their peripheral players. I in my that manifesto I was just talking about one of my fades, Cole Komet, and I couldn't. Cole Komet was a top ten drafted tight end this year. I don't know if you guys remember that. I know I do. A lot of people were touting him, and he's been absolute shit all year. Well, now's the time to go get Cole Komet. Because now you've got a player that is ready, that is just evolving. And they're going to do everything they can to stop him from running. And that's going to give him softer zone coverages to throw against, which he can make throws. Chase Claypool and Cole Komet, two by low candidates surrounding Justin Fields right now that you should go out and get. Invest in whatever you have to. Lions, Falcons, Jets, Packers, Eagles, Bills. Ooh, tough schedule in the two of the last four weeks of the season. Then they finish with the Lions in championship week. That's a nice run for Fields. Nice run for the Bears offense to produce some sneaky points. And Komet and Claypool are the guys that I would go to for that. Um... So there you go. Uh, I think I got through the entire midseason update here as well. I will finish off with the survivor picks of the week. Tough week, man. If you guys have made it, congratulations. Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs, both at home, both double-digit favorites for the week. By the way, a little betting tip for you. For those who uh, uh, like to partake, you know, I'm I'm Mister Plus One Thirty. That's my I'm Pitbull. Pitbull's the Mister Worldwide. Jeff Mans is now Mister Plus One Thirty because that's the single game parlays I'm fucking rocking, just destroying it. In fact, you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna fucking give you guys a parlay. How about that today? Um, but for Survivor, um, Philly, Kansas City. Oh, that's the the betting tip. Nine and a half points or more favorites take the under every time because it is winning at 71, 72% clip. If you round up, what happens is, and it makes total, total sense. We know Philly versus Washington and Kansas city versus Jacksonville. We know those games are likely going to be blowouts or at least lopsided games. The game either goes one of two ways. One, the team blows them out, so Kansas City score. So it's a 50 over under, 50 and a half, the only game of 50 and a half or more. So let's say Kansas City scores 34 points. It's going to be 34 to 10, right? 34, 14 maybe. Either way, you're under that number. Very rarely does it end up 34, 30. That doesn't happen. Or... If Jacksonville keeps it close, that means Kansas City's not scoring. That means this game is going to be 21-17, 24-17, something like that, in which case it still goes under that number. Same thing with Philadelphia-Washington. So in games of 9.5 point spread, favorite or better, play the unders. Okay? 
Um, survivor pick. So if you need a sneaky one or trying to close it out, San Francisco 49ers against the Chargers. I don't see the 49ers losing this game. It's not fun and it's not really, it's it's not going to make, I'm not super confident in it. I'm confident in the outcome. I think the Chargers are obviously very dangerous though, but I don't think Keenan Allen plays again. Mike Williams still out and the 49ers coming off a bye do very, very well. So that would be my sneaky one. My favorite bet. All right, let's give you a single game parlay for this week. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a single game parlay for the Thursday night game, Carolina, Atlanta. All right. On Friday, maybe I'll give you one on that. And this will be on the site, fantasyguru.com. Or maybe it won't. You know what? Maybe it won't be. I don't fucking like our betting subs. Nah, just, I, all right. I don't like five of you. So I can't punish everybody. Maybe I'll block them. I'm going to fucking block your asses. That's what I'll do. Because there's too many. Yeah, we have too many betting subs that actually do value my work. These fucking guys that don't, man. You little fucking trolling ass bastards fuck out of my face man i'm telling you um yeah i'm sensitive man i don't play i ain't playing that shit carolina atlanta carolina should not be three point favorites on the road there's no real sense in that we know that these teams are much much closer than this is letting on. We know that two weeks ago they played a three-point game in Atlanta that realistically, Atlanta was up in this game. Carolina stormed back, tied it in a stupid DJ Moore fucking thing, right? 62-yard touchdown, 12 seconds left, just incredible. And then Carolina should have won that game several times. So I'm going to take the points with Carolina. Um, getting Shuba Hubbard back. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do here? Oh, here we go. Plus 130. Boom. We got it. Plus seven and a half. <laughs> Whenever you're not sure. So to get my single game parlay philosophy, when you don't know, like I'm tempted to go to three and a half, but then you know, you never know if it could be a seven point swing. Carolina's gonna stay within seven and a half of this game. So I'm getting plus seven and a half with a home team that lost an over team on the road to the same team two weeks ago. That's just about as good of a situation as you can possibly get. Let me combine that as much as I think this game will go, has a chance to go under the, I kind of wanted to bet the under teams play each other a second time. They're usually more conservative offenses also know each other even better. This they scored 70 points last time, folks. I'm gonna go over, but I'm gonna I'll lower it on the alt line to 39 and a half. So again, 21-20, boom, we're in. Right? 24-17, very reasonable outcome. We're in. And that way, 24-17, Carolina, we win. 24-17, Atlanta, we lose. We 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 still win. So I'm going Carolina plus seven and a half, over 39 and a half, currently plus 131. On FanDuel, lock it down, book it. That's your single game parlay for the week. My upset of the week, and this is one of those things. The Broncos over the Tennessee Titans. There's too much love on the Tennessee side of things 
right now because because they played Kansas City so tough that we're forgetting how terrible that secondary is. Jeffrey Simmons is in a walking boot, which is a wrecking crew. If he's out, the Tennessee defense is a swinging gate. Denver's all rested up. All the problems they have, and I'm sure they still remain, coming off a bye helps a lot of that. So I think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson has thrown for 350 plus yards each of the last two times he's played Tennessee and both times Tennessee's defense was actually pretty decent, but both times Mike Vrabel was there. Broncos upset the Titans this week. All right, folks. Whoa, I'm way over on time. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know I cursed a lot. I know that I was ranting and raving and pretty arrogant in this one. It's just how it is, folks. And if I upset you, I I never want to upset anybody. I'm not going to apologize, though. By apologizing, I think it wasn't warranted, and I do think it was warranted. We all have to be adults. There needs to be order. There needs to be an understanding and a mutual respect. Otherwise, just stay away. That's the way you really make your, your message known. Right, trolling and shit—you'll never get through to anybody. You that will just be blocked or muted, and nobody will ever even know you exist. That's not the way. The way you do it, they'll still not know you exist. Just go away. Don't be a customer. Don't be a listener. That's that's the way you truly hurt people, and not something I should be saying in the business realm of it. But honestly, for each of our sanity, I hope you find what you're looking for elsewhere. If that is indeed the case. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Episode 136 in the books. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, some or part of this episode. You may disagree with some or maybe every fucking thing that I said in this episode. And folks, it's perfectly all right. Why? Because it's just one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuces!